Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host. My name is David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I like to sit down with an actor or artist friend here from the Central Florida community, and then we watch an episode of the classic sitcom The Facts of Life, then we hit record, synopsize the episode, and talk about anything and everything else that it might inspire us to talk about. Usually lots of stuff about TV, usually lots of stuff about nostalgia, usually lots of stuff about our long, long past childhoods. Anyway, this week, I have a returning guest. Yes, I promised you he would be back. It's Paul Padilla. I wanted him back a lot sooner, but we will discuss here in the episode how he's been a busy guy, and then I've actually been a little busy too. I I have to cop to some of that. But uh, it's a fun show. I'm really glad he was able to come and watch this with me. We watched season three, episode 20, called Kids Can Be Cruel, and the original air date was March 17th, 1982. Can you believe it's episode 20 already? We're almost done with season three. I cannot believe how quickly this is going by. This is, thank thank goodness this is a labor of love because, whew, I look and I'm like, we're, next week is going to be show number 50. That's a quarter of the way of this entire project. I'm, my, my brain is like, what? Really? Anyway, <laughs> let's get going with this week's show. I think we're ready to jump on in. Let's face the facts with Paul Padilla. Well, it's about damn time. Hello, everybody. Where have you been, Paul Padilla? You know, I've just been enjoying listening to all of the episodes. You've uh, been listening? I have been listening. I've That's been, so sweet. I, and I listen to different places, but some of them are at the gym. I start laughing, you know, the Matthew Arter episode. I was cracking up so much and I almost hit a lady because I was cracking up and <laughs> I almost tripped over a machine. And so, oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. It's been great. You I know. think. Congratulations. I think well, thank you. Yeah, like thank I said, for... it's it's like listening, hanging out with my best friends, and talking about one of my favorite subjects. Well, I love that you listen to the show still. I do, of course. You had said originally you were going to be a super fan. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but right now it's yeah. just taken us a while to coordinate. We always okay. I, I'm. Am I to understand that your mother theoretically <laughs> lives in Texas? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yet, kind of thinks that. Yeah. I feel like every time I've texted you saying, "Let's get together and do another show," yeah. you're like, "Oh, my mom's in town." Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, they're, they're retired, uh, newly retired. I guess about a year and a half, two uh-huh. years, and so they really do have the freedom to do that anytime they want. So good for them. Uh, yeah. And it was uh, their 50th anniversary this year. So they're oh. traveling a lot. They're in Prague right now. So, uh, yeah, as we awesome. speak. Yeah, so. so that's how I get you. Cause you got every me other... my parents went a two and a half week to Prague and Europe and uh, Germany. <laughs> every other time yeah. it's like parents are in town oh, Sorry, hanging out with mom. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I know you're not lying or giving me the runaround because you post pics on oh, your yeah, Instagram yeah, all the time. Yeah, so exactly. I know you're not bullshitting me, but nah. it's just so funny how I'm like, she, again? Again? Yeah, it's, you know, it's easy. Like I said, they have the freedom to do it. They like to be here. They love to hang out in celebration and go to Epcot and walk around you know have a and, good retired life and you're friends and friendly and on good terms with your we parents are. yeah we are it's yeah we are freak yeah, i know yeah. i know it's crazy wow lucky though yeah. <laughs> no actually honestly honestly yeah. you are that's a beautiful thing so uh i'm so glad to get you back i was worried the season might 
end without me getting you I here. I know. It kind of kept creeping up and creeping up. So I told you, I don't have to be on every season. It's nice that I'm here. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, yeah. You're a super fan. We had a nice dinner, and now we're just like, well, since I'm to. here, let's... Okay, let's but do. you said the D word. I did the D. I said the D word. You said the D we word. We went out. You didn't make me dinner. We we, we have to clarify. Out, Matthew Arger. In fact, you just took me out for yes, a I lovely did. dinner, yes, for a belated birthday dinner. Correct, correct. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Matthew, I did not feed him. No, I, I said it was, it's my turn to feed yeah. you a nice meal. So yeah, And I don't cook, so I said let's yes, go out exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Matthew, guests can feed me. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing that out there into the see, ether. See, that's good. So now <laughs> next I want to hear where he took you to dinner. And so we will give you, I'm sure we will give you a full report. Okay. Fuller than you ever wanted or dreamed. All right, good. Uh, so we just watched season Three, episode 20, Kids Can Be Cruel. They can. I remember this episode so distinctly. Me too. So clearly. And I remember really liking it back in the day, and I really liked it again. It's a little scary how it's very Still. relevant today. Still, yeah. exactly. They, they might have not had the internet, but... Um, yeah. yeah. This isn't one of those where <laughs> the title, Kids Can Be Cruel. What a 1980s title. (laughs) That doesn't pertain to modern society uh, anymore. uh, Not at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, in fact, it's uh, really good. There's a lot of fun little uh, hiccups and weird things along the way. But overall, it's a really, I like it. And uh, the episode was written by Jerry Mayer. Jerry is one of the original writers. And I think he wrote the pilot and a lot of the stuff in the first season, which was awful yeah yeah so i'm like okay well maybe good. he works better with a less of a cast to have to write for you know before we even start start i've i think it's been two episodes now that i've meant to mention and i forgot to mention that um kim fields had a new title card credit in the opening theme oh. they changed it from that uh big wide braces smile of her brushing her hair, and happening to be looking directly into, into the, the camera. camera. She did this weird little thing on one side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's mm-hmm. brushing her hair, and um, the line, what she's saying is, yeah, I know. Right. They're talking about dreamy celebrities. Mm-hmm. This is at the very, very beginning mm-hmm. of this season, and uh, she's supposed to be gazing off wistfully, but that place she's gazing happens to be us yes. and it's very, very unsettling. weird <laughs> it's very strange very and, unsettling. and she's only combing like a centimeter of yeah, her hair she's doing it's, this it's just not like combing that she's just like it's it's the edge of it yeah it, it, I was, you're right it freaked me out a little i was very glad that it it changed and um it changed to a clip and i'm not sure where it's from it must still be coming up but it's a shot of her now with her bowl haircut with her yes. penis head look <laughs> it's so strange i and mean maybe it was hip back then i'm sure it, it was i'm sure here, it here we are talking kids can be so cruel. I know, We're really. About her <laughs> we are going to. Yeah. These girls are fourteen. Yeah, We're gonna right. wreck them. <laughs> it's re- it's gonna get real, bitches. You think high school is bad? Uh, Try two middle-aged homosexuals. <laughs> uh, hilarious. So, um, but uh, the new clip is, and I don't know where it's from, but it's a shot of her. Still, of course, still with her braces, but with that that hair that we've been seeing now yes. pretty consistently, yeah. and it's her looking at something, doing a <laughs> mm. okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, laughing, laughing into uncomfortable mm-hmm. pause, widening of eyes, and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. It's a little more it's fun. Dictates so... comedy a little bit more because so it's freaky. it's like a three act play in a two second title card, yeah. and um, so that's been around for a couple of episodes, but. 
Uh, this episode marks Nancy McKeon's new title mm-hmm. uh, title card. I guess it's, I keep calling it that. I guess her credit credit card, no, her credit shot, sure. where you see the actress and see her name below her. Right. That's what we're talking about, if people still can't she figure out what the fuck moment, is. and then she smiles. Yeah, kind of fun she's very point. serious, very serious, and then she, she smiles. smiles. Yeah. And that is from this episode. Mm-hmm. As soon as they got that clip, they went, she looks so good there, put that in. Yeah. I always wondered, like, if you were on a sitcom, one, what would they pick of mine? And two, or do you have the right to be like, no, I look like shit. Yeah. Like, I agents, hate it. I look fat yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a blotchy on that one or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, your I agents would, in, in, um, intervene on your right. behalf. I yeah. just probably have to, they probably have to change it five times if I had that in my contract. Because yeah. I'd be like, no. But up yeah. until now, Nancy McKeon's uh, title has been the same since the very first time she appeared on the show. It's the shot of her looking up at Mrs. Garrett during the uh, shoplifting episode uh-huh. where they're talking about bringing the blouse back, but mm-hmm. maybe not. And she's looking up at her like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah. nodding. Right. But she looks so much younger. Like she, in the last year... They've all aged, it feels like. They have. When you look back, a couple of... Even at season two, you're like, God, Mm -hmm. they look like babies. Mm -hmm. But when you think that Kim Fields is going from 11 to 12, Mm -hmm. and Nancy McKeon is going from 14 to 15, those are important growth times in a girl's life. Plus, we hear about the famous craft service table that they had on set, which that was, (laughs) you know, that always... Yeah, I would be there all the time, too. So, yeah. If, if, yeah. Um, oh, God, what did he say? Dana Gould, stand-up comic mm-hmm. and one of my favorite podcasters, mm-hmm. he was a writer on The Simpsons for, I think, seven years. Mm-hmm. And he said, the kitchen in The Simpsons looks like every single person's kitchen the day after Halloween. Oh, God. He said it was just, just loaded with candy. Oh, yeah. When he finally, he quit that job. And after he left there, he said 10 pounds just Fell off of oh, him. Yeah. Because he just wasn't With snacking on all the, the time. shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we begin our episode with what do we what do we begin it with? What do I point out so often? Preparations. Mm-hmm. An event is happening and we have to be doing things. There are to, banners being hung. There is so much crepe paper. Yeah. <laughs> so much crepe paper and fringe. Yes. And those uh flat things that you fold around and they become three dimensional. Mm-hmm. I think that's the technical name for them. The flat things. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crepe paper balls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. now, yeah. Um, so what the big sign, thankfully we have a big sign telling us what it is. It is a, a World Hunger Box Dinner Auction. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently it's something that has been put together by Blair. It's a Blair thing. Blair, she's the conceited bitch with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. She's giving away yeah. for World Hunger. And what we quickly learn is that this is a joint thing they're doing with the Bates boys. And um, (laughs) something that probably would not happen today is the way this works is the girls are putting together a dinner Mm -hmm. that they put into a box. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not all food boxes well. Just going to throw that out there. Mrs. Garrett at one point refers to a salad. Is that a complete meal with a a salad and a dessert and an entree? Right. Yeah. 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 It, It was just like what? How in a you box? In yeah. A, exactly. Yeah. I, I was quite... And they didn't have styrofoam back then. Right. Remember, it wasn't like a, a to-go box. Right. To-go boxes weren't really much of a thing in, in the... I mean, they existed. Certainly, they've existed since forever, but that wasn't as popular because... Well, because it was the 80s, our portions hadn't gotten so 
out of fucking control. No shit. <laughs> Seriously. Um, we so couldn't the finish is, our corn tonight, but anyway, yeah. it was very good corn. <laughs> oh my god! But we had we had this fire roasted corn that was covered in cheese and stuff and, and other things. Good. It was so good, but yeah. it was in one of those uh, little cast iron skillety things mm-hmm. that was about. It was like the size of a personal pan pizza. Yeah. It was a lot. And corn and cheese and the sauce with it. Yeah. It was like. Definitely picking up our probiotic on the way home. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hot. Mm-hmm. So um, what we learn is somehow uh, Blair is definitely doing this for charity. Yes. But uh, wrapped within this is a ruse. Mm-hmm. Blair has this plan where. She is going to alert this certain boy at Bates, whom she is dating, as to what her meal is going to be. Because the way this auction works is boys at Bates bid on the meal. And then with the meal, <laughs> they get a girl. They get a girl. Comes the girl. Yeah. Free lady with yeah. every meal. <laughs> and oh. that's fine. And that's, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. Totally, yeah. That is totally fine. No... No slight whiffs of yeah. slave trading or misogyny no. or women being treated as objects. No, not at all. Uh, but the plan is that this boy is going to know ahead of time what Blair's meal is. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he is going to make the winning bid on her meal and they get to eat together. Because they do not have the ability to eat together Ever, Ever, yeah, it has preceding to be in the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. this in this event, mm-hmm. it, why this event is so important, we're not really sure, but we have uh, we have that going on. Yeah, uh, Joe, typical Joe, very disinterested. Mm-hmm. She has thrown together a horrible dinner. Mrs. Garrett is like, really? And she says, Joe, who's going to bid? What boy is going to bid on that? And Joe just goes, mm-hmm. gives her a little smirk. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, Joe don't want a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, we're doing the diesel horn honk Mm -hmm. motion. (laughs) Yeah. There it is. Um, So then, uh, and we learned that Natalie has put together an entire box of jelly beans. And And it's like, another Natalie fat, Joe. Yeah. But But no. Nope. Turns out not. I I thought so too. I was on high alert, but uh, so tell us what is with the jelly beans? Well, Natalie uh, has a infatuation crush, really likes a boy named Tim. And I can say that Tim is pretty dreamy. He really oh. is. He's really cute, really sweet, good, uh, good actor. Agreed. You know, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would fill up my box with jelly beans for Tim <laughs> as well. <laughs> he could, Tim could take all my candy. <laughs> exactly. Yep. 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 <laughs> He's a winner. Uh, yeah, no, he is good. And um, and we will learn he's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Now, the boy that they refer to the boy that Blair is all about multiple times. And I had to turn to you and I say, is his name is Dink. D-I-N-K. Mm-hmm. Look it up on IMDb. The character's name is Dink. Mm-hmm. And okay, we get that we've, we've had Bank Parker before. We get that Bates is a prep. Uh, a prep school. school, so the and the preppy culture is huge right, right. now in 1982. Oh yeah. So the idea of boys with names like that—that that was a big thing at the time. But I, I know from the time I was a child, Dink was what we called a penis. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, oh, you hit me in the dink. Oh okay. That was that was just our nice way of saying dick. Dick. Right. And have you never heard the word dink used as no ex- interchangeable? Maybe that was just my. 
Maybe it's where you Re- lived. Yeah. It's regional. Maybe it was yeah. Massachusetts. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you hit yeah. me in the dink. What? Hey, what are you? Hey, I'm telling your father you hit me in the dink. <laughs> you're looking at me at the... Look at, look at my dink. Yeah. 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 That's a new word. I learned something today. I'll well, use it again. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> nowadays I just say cock balls. But, yeah. uh... So, yeah. And Dink is the fullback of the football team. Annoying. Annoying. Blair refers to him as a marvelous massive muscle. Ugh, no. Joe says, yeah, above his ears. Yeah. And she's right. Yeah. He's um, a dick. So, but before we meet Dink and Tim, we are introduced to the slam book. Mm. You know, this slam book that all the kids write in where every student has a page and then you write an insult, or you can write a compliment, mm-hmm. but you sign a number instead of a name. This slam book that we've never heard of before and we will never hear about ever again. Right. Until Mean Girls comes out later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tina Fey, <laughs> I think you owe someone some money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And Mrs. Garrett is, of course, they say, oh, it's this book where we, we insult people. Mrs. Garrett's all, what? That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. You know, being honest does not give you permission to be vicious, uh-huh. is how she puts it. And honestly, she's right. She's yeah, very, very, she's right. very right. Yeah. So then the boys arrive with the stereo. Good mm-hmm. reason to mm-hmm. bring them in. That works. They're yes. bringing in, carrying the heavy speakers. And that's when we meet Dink. <laughs> wow. Dink is one of those teenagers who looks like he's 35. Yes. Yes. I didn't check his age. The actor's name is Scott McGinnis, mm. and he has sporadic credits through the 80s, and then his career seems to stop at 93. Dink looks way too old. He does. I don't think he is, but mm-hmm. honestly, because, you know, honestly, the football players, the, the robust, yeah. you know, thicker guys, they, they were the guys that developed early. They but, did have more tests. They were shaving in junior high. But he seems really stoned to me. He just seems really, his he, eyes don't he, open he up. He did a lot of closed yeah. eye acting. Yeah, he, he did just, a lot of... Look, not looking and making yeah. eye contact and right. a lot of shaking the head mm-hmm. while he was... Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of inexperience yeah. going on here. But um, to, honestly, though, casting-wise, to play a big, dumb galoot, mm-hmm. spot yeah. on. Yeah. Really. He was good. And Tim is just, like you said, Tim is dreamy. I love Tim. So sweet. I love him. He has curly hair. It's it's light brown. It has that... We've got that William Cat William Cat, who I loved him, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and you mentioned that you had thought that it might be the same actor or the same character as Bob, Bob. Right. When Joe broke up with Eddie and was pretending to be married to Bob. Right. Uh, but no, it is not. Okay. It's not. They and, really seem like the same person. But yeah. yeah. And I did check both of these actors do not ever appear on the show again. So sad. As this character or any character. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tim is played by Mark... Either Popple or Popel, P O P P E L, and his career was also sporadic. A couple of appearances here and there on high-profile shows, but then nothing after 1997. Hmm. No sooner do we meet them, and Natalie, of course, is fawning over Tim, and then um, oh, oh, I, I should have said that uh, at one point it is brought up that Natalie, when they say to Mrs. Garrett. It doesn't have to be an insult. It can be nice things. Well, here, look at Tim's page and the nice things that Natalie wrote. And Natalie's like, how did you know it was me? And they basically go through a long list of reasons why. Natalie, it's clear that you're number 10. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you are. So she has write, written very... I would be number 10. 
if it was Tim, I would be oh, number ten. I'm, I'll yeah. be I'll be Tim's number yeah. ten yeah. any day. I would be I would be number uh-huh. ten, especially yes. at that age. Yeah, Matthew Arter, I bet would say sixty nine. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so that has come about. So Natalie is fawning over Tim. Blair is fawning over Dink. Mm-hmm. That is so hard for me to say. You have no idea. Dink. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boys say that right behind them is Rocky Price bringing his tape deck. Mm-hmm. So this is all good. The boys are bringing in the speakers. They're doing the heavy lifting. And then uh, this other boy, Rocky, is the one with the actual tape deck. And so they're like, who is Rocky? And they're like, oh, that's not his real name. Yeah, don't say that, Mrs. Garrett. He'll be... No. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Carl. And, uh, well, they call him Rocky because of his terrible complexion. Mm -hmm. And they quickly say, look, here's what's written in the slam book about him. And the middle-aged vaudevillian writers, it's Mm -hmm. like, they call him Pizza Face. Mm -hmm. They call him Moon Craters. Mm -hmm. They call him... I don't know what they did. But Mrs. Garrett has a joke, an attempt joke. Uh, if I ever get my hands on that slam book, I'm going to put it in my Cuisinart. And she tries to reach for it in one of those half-hearted, yeah. oh, gee, I'm going to reach for it now. And they yeah. pull it away and she doesn't get to yeah. it. It's like, bitch, you could have grabbed You could have, because Tootie doesn't, I mean, she could take Tootie. I mean, yeah, exactly. Could, I mean, I, yeah. Totally could have yeah, taken her down. Get the damn book. Sit on her. Yeah. You got it, yeah. <laughs> so then in comes Carl and we meet him. And he indeed does have quite a horrible complexion. I was, uh, Paul will say, will verify that I stood up and was looking at the TV. It's a DVD, so the quality is not the greatest. Uh, it's not like it's Blu-ray. Right. But I was looking to see because I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was prosthetic yeah, work. They yeah. put these things on his cheeks. Yeah. Um, but You were, it you were really intense looking. It looked very good. Yeah, yeah it, it looked very look realistic. Yeah. There is one close-up, a real, real close close-up mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, some of just what look like pockmarks or maybe they, they're, reading, they're shadows, but they read as blemishes mm-hmm. and other zits. Yeah. When you look at it close, close up, it's like there are a lot of just bump, pimple yeah. bumps. Yeah. And it didn't look as good. It was one of those distance right. made it and, you know, look better. I saw this actor a lot in the 80s here and there, and he never had yes. a bad complexion before. Yes. So it must have been some good makeup work. Yes, because yeah. the actor is Dan Frischman, mm-hmm. who was on every single episode of... Head of, of the, the class. class. I used to love that show. I wonder how long that was on. I feel like it was on a while. Okay. And who was the main man? Uh, Howard, Howard Hessman. Hessman. Yeah, I liked him too. And then he left for the last season or two, and that was where Billy Connolly came in. Oh, right. See, so it had to go on. More yeah. than Head me. of the Class was 114 episodes. It ran for five seasons. Wow. Uh, that's good. That's why it could go into reruns, because it had over 100 episodes. Yeah. And it ran from 1986 to 1991. Okay. So it's only four years, four years down the road, he'll be... Did they ever get new students or were they always the same students? I don't remember that part, but... That is a very good question. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I I really didn't watch it. It's a little bit... Uh, 86 was right when I was getting into Drama Club okay. and I sort of abandoned television for the theater. Oh, gotcha. I did both because I love the television. Did yeah, you? Yeah. I, I still watch some of the staples, yeah. but, but I mean, as of 86, I wasn't even watching Facts of Life. Yeah. yeah. There was not that much I was catching yeah. uh, on, the, on the weekdays anyway. Right. Um, so, yes. So Dan Frischman went on to work and he's still working. Mm-hmm. He is still there. He is... Um, he's he's older than older than I am. Mm-hmm. He's well into his fifties, but he still has work, and good for him. Bravo! Yeah. He's had a very good uh, character actor career. 
Um, at one point, when he's got the uh, the tape deck, he says something about being, uh, yeah, a lot of people think I'm a real deadhead. And Mrs. Garrett <laughs> quickly jumps in like, who, who called you that? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. Kind of like, huh? Because she immediately thinks that's a nickname. That's a bad name. Yeah. And this, was, this worked. Right. This worked. And Blair went, no, 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 no. Mrs. Garrett, a deadhead is a person who is into the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And Mrs. Garrett is like, oh, I see. Nice little glimmer, nice little itty-bitty seed planting of Blair and him having a connection. Oh, right. Because uh, I was going to be like, how would Blair know that? But I guess there you yeah, go. The Grateful right. Dead were big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. Yeah, well, it's certainly cool. something a young person would know. Yeah. So um, he goes off to put the tape deck into the parlor. They All the, all the stereo equipment is going into the parlor. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett has to have an exit line. So tell me, if they're dead, why are they so grateful? <laughs> <laughs> and you had this moan come out of you when we were I watching it. You were just like, ugh. Yeah. You know. It's, it is such a difficult thing when a character says something funny with the intent to be funny and then laughs at their own joke. Yeah, yeah. Humor is, and certainly modern comedic writing, is much more reflective of a character saying something true to their character, completely serious mm-hmm. and in earnest, and having it be funny without their knowledge. Right. You know, it's it's a really slippery slope. It's It'd just be like me coming up to a group of people at a party saying, here's a joke, two Jews walk into a bar. Ha ha! <laughs> it's like, yeah. ooh, you're... Yeah. That's, that's pretty bold to yeah. assume that... Assume, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Dink. <laughs> Dink. Yep. So um, while Mrs. Garrett and Carl are gone, they look at the, the slam book. And when they're looking at it, this is where Dink notices the page for Tim and says, Tim, somebody really likes you. Mm-hmm. Look at all these good things. I don't know who it is. It's this number 10 person. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Blair tells, basically gives a lot of hints. It's like, well, she really likes you. She has a mad crush on you. She just left the room because she went to get him some Gatorade. And um, Natalie (laughs) went to get Tim some Gatorade, rather. Um, And so she's like, she just left the room. And he's like, oh. So when she comes back, God bless Tim. Yeah. She walks up and goes, hey, thanks, number 10. Yes. And he kind of hits her, not hits her, but like nudges her on the chin. The chin chuck. Yeah. That that, that jokey, I'm going to punch a girl in the face move. Yeah. That's everyone loves. (laughs) (laughs) It was so popular in 1982. I know. Well, in the 40s, he was looking at you, kid, kind of a thing. Are we 82 um, or 83? Where are we at right now? 82. 82. Okay. Yeah. but the thing is, this lovely scene happens where Natalie's like, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know it was you. And it's so very sweet. And thank you. And he says, but um, Natalie, I can't bid on your dinner tonight because I've been sort of going steady with Cynthia. Mm-hmm. And you and I looked at each other. <laughs> what did we say? Cynthia's dead. <laughs> I said, I'm does he yeah. not know? Yeah. Didn't he see the suicide? She ain't making you dinner tonight. Didn't he see the suicide episode? Yeah, oh my yeah. god, that's tragic. And not to make fun of that. No, <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of the suicide episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I really like how it came out. But 
The writers, yeah. come on. In the episode Breaking Point, we were giving the writers shit for naming our unfortunate uh, girl Cynthia because, like, we just had Cindy. Mm-hmm. Not, and sh- not last season. Yes. Cindy was still making appearances periodically in season two. So he's, he's um, going steady with a girl named Cynthia, yeah. which and is devastating to Natalie as it would be to me if I was. Yeah. If you were, yeah. It. I mean, it'd be devastating to me now, but yeah. yeah. Love you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark Papel, if Mark you're Papel. out there, if you're listening, we are following. I wouldn't even have to change my initials. <laughs> I, I know you're 60. However, yeah, if you're half as hot as you were yeah. when you were 17, yeah. Um, so and Natalie just beautifully typical Natalie retort. She's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to end up eating dinner with Burt Reynolds as originally planned. Yes, yes. Wonderful Natalie mm-hmm. making fun of. That was a beautifully perfect character. And Burt Reynolds, very popular. Oh, like yeah. the still. Smoking and the Bandit. I was yeah. I kind of obsessed with those movies, even though they're really bad when you look at them now. Yeah, he was, still, he was still very famous. He was in the process of losing his serious actor cred. He had been doing a lot of those paycheck comedies. Yeah, yeah. That's how I... Pretty much and, got to know him. Yeah, yeah, doing and doing like Stroke a Race and right. Rent a Cop mm-hmm. and all the yeah. awful movies. But he still, I mean, we're only like ten years out from Deliverance. Yeah, yeah. And Deliverance, like God, he is. Oh yeah, I mean, I awesome. didn't, I didn't even. It wasn't until you know I was in my early twenties, late teens, that I started becoming you know interested in film that before I was born and stuff like that. So yeah. that's when I saw you, Ned Beatty, and all these people. You're like, holy shit. Uh, Doing these great performances, you know, uh, yeah. In the 70s. Yeah. Uh, no sooner do the boys leave that Natalie says to Blair, "What the fucking <laughs> fuck?" I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, and but and Blair just kind of giggled, you know. Yeah, she was she like, just like, "Oh, oh I, whatever." I, just, it's I gave fine. him some. some uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell them. Oh I just God. gave him some clue, and Natalie just says. Blair, you just watched me crash and burn. This is war, mm-hmm. and I take no prisoners. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, Natalie, wow. Yeah. You, you oh. laughed it off really nicely to his face, but fuck, girl. Oh, no. Someone you is 15 mess. years old. No, that's like, mm-mm. And having her teenage angst. That's when you take your jewelry off, you take oh, your earrings yeah. off. Hold my prepare, baby. Hold it. We hold are my weave. going to I'm throw a down. Throw down. Yeah. I'm a cut a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, before the boys leave, the plan is in place. Blair makes sure that Dink knows what her meal is going to be. Yes. So that he knows to bid on it because, again, it is so vastly important that they have dinner together this night at this event. And she loads it with what? Croissant? Well, that's what I was just going to comment on. She's talking about uh, typical Blair. This, uh-huh. this. ooh, because she's into French things, that makes her fancy. Mm-hmm. Like Miss Piggy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact is, she has to say croissant. And uh, we, it's so weird to imagine. There was, a, there was a time that chips and salsa did not exist. What? When you went to a restaurant. Don't talk to me about that. There was a time. Nightmare. what nightmares are made of for me. There was a time when the croissant was not a ubiquitous thing you saw in the window of every bakery. Mm-hmm. It was uh, when Burger King first put out the croissant, which mm-hmm. that was kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. So croissants were not as common a food. Okay. So the pronunciation thereof was not as ubiquitous. And to me, I American. I say yeah. croissant. Right. And I believe that is appropriate. 
But the French mm-hmm. would be the gro- you have to roll, you have to roll the R, so mm-hmm. it's croissant. Croissant. But Blair is doing kind of a hybrid of that. Mm-hmm. As someone who allegedly speaks French mm-hmm. and can order off of a menu in French, yes. Blair does kind of do this pigeon right. French where I have this croissant. Yeah. And and uh, you know I'm having coco vin, mm-hmm. croissant, yeah. and dacaloron. Yeah. And... After a while, I don't I don't know what she's saying, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But the in particular the word the word cross the word croissant really sticks out, right? Because she is not saying it as a French speaking person would say right. it. Right. I don't even speak French. I'm just adding an accent to it. Got it. And I think it sounds more authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just pointing that out for no for shagels. Um. So then we go to the party, the next scene. And uh, you tell us what is going on in this next scene. Well, no, I was just, when I was thinking before, is this episode all takes place in one day, right? It never, it's Correct. all one day and pretty much one unit set. They go to the kitchen once, but they don't really yeah, ever leave yeah, the dining is, room. It's yeah. like a, it's a common area episode. They don't go to their bedrooms, right? No, they don't, we no, never yeah, go to, yeah. yeah no, this yeah. is cafeteria, kitchen, parlor. Common area, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it could be a play. right. So, James, James Brendlinger, you may need to stage this. This would be a hey, really good high yeah, school. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, so no. So we're at the uh, at the big the big night the big the night big of the, uh, the big auction night and uh, oh all of a sudden uh, Carl mm-hmm. Carl uh, Rocky Price comes in and uh, he is just looking kind of confident, looking kind of smug, and he kind of goes up to Blair and yeah. just kind of gives her a little side look and is like, hey, Blair. Yeah, very confident yeah. and cute. Yeah, very cute. In spite of his skin. He, he does a really good job of yeah. just being sincere and cute. Yes. Yeah, and he's not a particularly attractive kid. Right. So you look at someone like that with a skin condition, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Double yeah. whammy, kid. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, don't worry, it gets better. You know? So, yeah. But the one thing is they do. they didn't make him a... You know, hi, Blair. Yeah, with a beanie and a... I, yeah, yeah. I left my slide rule back at the school <laughs> and I had to go back to get yeah, it because no. I can't be without it. Yeah. You know, like they didn't go full nerd. It's very sincere. He has this little like corduroy jacket thing because that yeah. was big, big in the time. You know, Yeah, the higher-waisted pants. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. And all that. And Mrs. Garrett does say looking good. She's, yes. Mrs. Garrett is making sure to give him a little bit of extra love because yes. she knows yeah. he could use it. Blair's clueless. She just says, yeah, oh, she's hello, just like, and um, then, hi, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, but uh, the auction is in full swing mm-hmm. when this is all happening. And who is our auctioneer? Mrs. G. Of course, of course she is. Why wouldn't <laughs> Mrs. Garrett? I mean, when she's... The registered nurse, the airplane pilot, the, the beautician. The one who came up with, helped the girls with a hot suicide hotline after yep. Cynthia. The ballot counter. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that. why wouldn't Mrs. Garrett also yeah. be that? And God bless her, Charlotte Ray. The idea that, okay... Just because she's the authority figure, let's put her in charge. But this is an auction. Mm-hmm. She is going, and now, next what we've got is your lovely turkey sandwich. Yes. Yeah. It is her pinching and giving off all of the worst yeah. annoying tones to her voice. Yeah. And it's really like, oh, my God, could this auction be over? I don't want to be in this room. How can they stand this? Well, and that that section where she's she's first talking and she's trying to uh, 
spruce up Joe's dinner a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, because Joe's is just awful. It's just shit because she doesn't yeah. want anybody to bid on it. So she tries to spruce it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then Joe ends up getting upset and then saying and bidding against the boy that bid on it because Joe, once again, yep. huh, huh, does yeah. not want to be with the guy. Now that was kind of new to me because that was never in syndication. Yeah, oh. that little section of her buying back her meal was not in any of the syndication. So that for me, seeing it was like maybe the only second time I've seen it because wow. I saw a lot of those episodes in syndication. You've brought that up before. Again. How yeah. there are things where you're like, this is new yeah, to me. I don't know and that, I've seen that it a hundred section. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. That's fasc- that fascinates me, but tidbit, that is but yeah. totally extractable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that boy wearing a navy blue long sleeve shirt, uh-huh. huge collar, like yeah. Saturday Night Fever yeah. length of collar on the outside of his um, sky blue, baby powder blue uh, sweater vest mm-hmm. and very thin. Yeah. And, and then his high waisted pants. And 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 the um, so basically he was also looking at number ten. Yeah, I mean he was looking at, at uh, Tim as well. Look, he was he, looking yeah, at he Tim was another also, version yeah. of number ten. Yeah, but he had the thing. The the thing that's such the the reveal of the era was that uh, back then you wore your collar outside of your sweater. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and since then when that went out of fashion, it never really came back. We always <laughs> I we probably. Try to hold on to that. Oh, I fucking did Longer than I should have, but yeah. My fifth grade picture. (laughs) I shit you not. Yes, I wore it. I was was the shit, man. Um, So then we come up to the moment where Blair's meal is now on the auctioning Mm -hmm, block. mm -hmm. And Mrs. Garrett, as we have heard before, nothing funnier than Charlotte Ray trying to pronounce things in a foreign language. Yes. That's the, the level of humor we have to go to. Yeah. So we have a cocoa bag. What's It's just terrible. It's terrible. Formage. Yeah, formage. Yeah. Um, I loved it. So you know, what, you, you know what fromage is. Fromage. What is? Is it? I always thought. I always thought it was like cheese. But that yeah, is, it's that cheese. is correct. Yeah. Fromages were cheese. Okay. Um, I don't know. What were the other foods? Uh, uh, cocoa vin. I, I said cocoa vin. I think it was is, in there, but what is it? But that's that's like a beef stew. Beef oh, stew right. with a wine okay. sauce. And the croissant. And, and croissant or yeah, croissants yeah, yeah. and yeah. all that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of trying to play up all French cuisine. Yes. Throw in French words and it's automatically fancy. Yeah. And so, uh, very unsubtly, Blair is standing right there. And Dink shows up. To make the bid, and he's like, ten dollars. And they're all like, ten dollars. Yeah. She's like, gonna, ah, yeah, it's, it's feed. that's the highest bid yet. Yeah. And um gonna solve world hunger with that ten dollars. It's true. Mm-hmm. But then Carl says oh, oh no, but we but we have okay. the dramatic buildup. Uh-huh. So ten dollars. Oh my god, that's more money than we've ever seen in our lives. Oh, and everybody yeah. applauds. Yeah. Going once. Oh. Going twice. $15. <laughs> Carl? That's almost... Holy shit. Where did he get $15? He must have worked 1,200 hours. Well, you know he works a lot. He probably doesn't go out a lot. Yeah, exactly. He probably doesn't drink as well. So. Um, well, he's got the tape deck, yeah. so maybe he rents it yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but yes, Carl comes in at $15. Blair's reaction is like, you just killed my family. Yeah. And besmirched the legacy of my ancestors. <laughs> and on that moment, we fade out yes. to commercial. Yes. I have not yet used the word besmirched on this podcast, and I'm pleased to have found Aww. the chance. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. 
<laughs> it's an honor just to be nominated, really. Exactly. So we're in the commercial break. Have Have I at any point asked you to name a favorite commercial? You know what? You have. And I believe I said Hungry Hungry Hippo was oh, one of them. Oh, Hungry Hungry Hippo. Yeah, and I think I had another one. But I have remembered, when I've been listening to your other podcasts, I have remembered one that I wanted to bring up. And I think I forgot the second time I was here. But do you remember, and I might have said it, but Reuniti. Reuniti on, on ice. ice. Wasn't it like the it was like so fancy. Nice. It was like, it was, I felt like yuppie people were drinking it. Preppies were drinking Reuniti. I would yeah. always see commercials. It would always seem like swingers on the commercials. Like oh. Having, you know, Reuniti. <laughs> this is what it seemed like. But I remember Reuniti <laughs> was the big deal. And now it's like $2 for a bottle. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is. Reuniti like on ice, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it makes me immediately think of uh, Harvey's Bristol Cream. That was another thing. Yeah. The And it's so weird. The reason why that's lived on is because Gilda Radner did that beautiful spoof of it. Oh, right. Um, where it's, there was a time a woman couldn't invite a man up for a drink. Right. <laughs> and yes, so the, yeah. the film is, uh, the, the commercial is, you know, hello, Bill, it's Sharon. I've got some Harvey's Bristol Cream. I thought you might like to come over for yeah. a drink. And it's and I think it was it's downright upright. Yes, I remember. So that we have now. to look yeah. it up. The commercial always seemed like they were swingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were just swingers about to like put their key, keys in a bowl, their keys in a bowl, and they just you know it just what it seemed like. And so, but so I always thought it was fancy, and I don't know why though. I've been to two Mexican restaurants that have posters for a margarita with a Reuniti bottle inside of it. Really? Two different ones. So is that like okay. making a comeback in the Mexican restaurant business? I don't know. I'm looking this up on Wikipedia. What is it? Uh, Riuniti is a brand of Italian wine imported and sold in a variety of flavors. The brand is known for advertisements of the 70s and 80s depicting a broad array of social situations and using the tagline Riuniti on ice. That's nice. So swingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and does it still, it still exists? Yeah, they make margaritas with it. I saw it at... Italian wine? Yeah. I saw it at a Mexican restaurant on 192. Wow. And they had a, yeah, and they had a, but they had a poster of it. Like somebody had actually, a photographer had taken a picture of it. Wow. And Reuniti sold it, you put it in a margarita. And so then I thought, that's disgusting, that's disgusting, that's gross. Do they even make Reuniti anymore? But then, no joke, on social media... On Facebook, I saw a friend who was having a birthday party like in Miami, uh-huh. and he had a margarita with a Reuniti inside. And this is just like two weeks ago. So apparently it's still around. Holy shit. But I mean, I just think that when I see it at the grocery store, it's like $2. It's like Boone's it's, Farm. It's cheap. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cheap. like I wouldn't yeah. want to drink it. But, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, like Charlie drugstore perfume yeah. kind of. A... Next time I'll bring some Reuniti on ice yeah. over. We can, <laughs> we can try it to see. You know. Well, I don't drink. You don't I'd drink, be, yeah. I'd be like, that's yeah. not sun ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and by the way, it's R-I-U-N-I-T-E. So in Italian, it would be Riunite. 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 Okay. But in American, yeah. it's Riuniti. Riuniti. Yeah. yeah. But Harvey's Bristol Cream. Oh, yeah. Bristol Cream is a dark, complex, amber product of sherry. Oh. So it's like a glass, have a glass of sherry. Okay. Okay, there it is. Um, but it's Bristol because it's bottled in Bristol, England. Okay. Okay. I did not know that before either. Sherry, you don't drink it cold though, right? Isn't it? You drink it. Y- yeah. No, Riuniti on ice. Harvey's yeah. Bristol cream. No, they don't. it would just be. So it sherry, would not be Sherry's chilled. not cold. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like a, you know, like a bottle of wine. Yeah, you just yeah. room yeah. temperature. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gotten my alcoholic education for the evening. I'm so proud of you, David. Yes. <laughs> Paul's determined. I mean... <laughs> He's determined. 
He's like, when I hit rock bottom, yeah. I want someone by my side. The more you know. Okay. <laughs> so we can come back from commercial now. And um, we, we're kind of coming back in that same moment. Like, we're still frozen in time, okay. aren't we? <laughs> yes. And at which point, Tootie goes over to Natalie and says, Oh, my God, Carl is bidding on Blair's meal. Yeah. I wonder, uh, how did he know it was Blair's? Mm-hmm. And Natalie just smiles and she shrugs. the biggest, biggest smile on her face. Eats yeah. me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Natalie, you've been doing some shady mm-hmm. shit. And I fucking love you for that. <laughs> I would have done the same, probably. So I would not have. Well, I so would not have. Well, I probably, I probably might have if I wanted to get back at Blair. But then later on, you know, we'll see yeah. that it was the wrong decision for mm-hmm. her to do because you know, yep. she hurts other people. So Carl then ends up giving like he like ups the price to like twenty five dollars because mm-hmm. Dink is trying to pull his money and and it doesn't work. So um, they do a very funny little visual thing where over at the counter we have Natalie, Tootie, and Joe watching the proceedings mm-hmm. and kind of enjoying Blair getting fucked over here. Right. And uh, Natalie is there and she's kind of, you know, when you're sitting on your elbows and you have your hands up near your face, I- I'm demonstrating this so that all of my podcast listeners can see this. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ends up with both hands on the side of her face. So it almost looks like she's covering her ears. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Tootie at one point has a line where she says, I just can't believe this. And she puts her hand over mm-hmm. her mouth. And Joe says, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and in laughing, puts covers, her... puts a hand over her eyes. Yeah. So we have hear no evil, speak no evil, see, see no, no evil. evil. Yeah. Which it's like, honestly, yeah. they a little contrived, but they sold it. Hey, I did. approve. Yeah. I approve. The director was getting, yeah. Deep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then, um, uh, after it all goes down, it's all done. It's signed, sealed, delivered. They take Carl's money. Carl's got the thing. And again, Blair and Dink go to each other. What are we going to do? Yeah, what happened? Blair, Blair gives one of her, <laughs> yes. we get the Blair Warner worry sigh. Yeah. But the, it's the idea. It's like, oh, my God. We're not going to eat this meal together tonight. The world as we know it is coming to an end. Yeah. So not sure what the stakes were. For this, for this meal and for all this, yeah, the not just the we can't have a meal together, but it's like I have to endure sitting down eating a meal with another human being. Yes, that's what it definitely felt more like that. Like they just had to, there was no other option. Like they yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. So in the process of this, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? And Blair is like, how could he have known that it was? And then she looks over and sees the three girls. At which point Natalie's like, bye, mm-hmm. and scoots off in the kitchen. And Blair's like, I know what the fuck mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> so Blair goes into the kitchen to confront Natalie. And during this scene in the kitchen, as God is my witness, they are all wearing more blush than Natalie had on in the Zsa, Zsa Gabor episode. Oh, Wow. Natalie's Natalie's that. blush in particular. I was kind of noticing it. Mm-hmm. I've been critical of the makeup for the, this and last season. Yeah, how they've got too damn much of it on mm-hmm. these girls. Mm-hmm. But it's like Natalie's cheeks are insane in this, and the, I get it might just be the lighting is picking up on it here. But they are painted to mm-hmm. filth. Mm-hmm. And and like I said back in the Zsa Zsa Gabor episode, I'm like. 
I'm aware that she has more makeup on, but it wasn't no RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. shit. But in this case, it was just like, what were they thinking? Well, maybe they had some blemishes on themselves because they were going through at the time and they couldn't have uh, girls with blemishes and, and talking maybe. about Rocky. Yeah, they couldn't have that. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Maybe. It's very, very possible. <laughs> um, so while they're in the kitchen confronting, back out in the dining room, Dink goes to Carl and insults him to his face. And he calls him Rocky to mm-hmm. his face. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly he's not, they're not protecting him from the insults that they are hurling. And um, Mrs. Garrett overhears and tries to interfere and says, Oh, aren't you afraid of being called a sore loser? <laughs> and uh, well, then we hear, that then the plot is revealed. Uh-huh. Um, Carl says, I bid on it because Blair called me and told me to. And Carl it, and Dink is like, well, Blair wouldn't have called. He said she called me at 5.30 today. And uh, Dink says, that is impossible. She, she was, was with me. She was with me. Mm-hmm. And then he corroborates it with Tim. And Tim's, and he's, Tim said, it's true. I saw them together. But he even had this look of feeling bad for Carl. Yeah. You know I mean, no, he really, because right. it made you kind of go, Tim's a good guy. He, yeah. he doesn't want... He, he feels bad that he's going through this. You know? Yeah. And, and I just want to state, because we were so caught up in our joke about Cynthia mm-hmm. killing herself. Right. Ha ha. Right. Um, Tim letting Natalie down. He does it so sweetly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that earlier scene, Tim is really oh, so sensitive. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we've fallen in love with yeah. him. Yes. And uh, so this falls right into that thing where he's like, yeah, kind of like, sorry, Carl, he is telling the truth. Paul Papel would be my name, right? Paul Papel. <laughs> when you mark um, Mark Papel Padilla. Uh, yes. Paul Padilla Papel. Paul Padilla Papel. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That is lovely. My shower, my towels That's, in the shower. That's nice. great. So, yep. And now Mark Papel is going to come up to you and say, I heard the podcast. <laughs> and you'd be like, Take me. <laughs> no, you'd be like, David, he heard the podcast. Oh, yes. How yeah. could you let him know I had a crush oh, on I him? I know, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> And while Tim has this response, he is sitting there eating a meal with a girl who, unfortunately caught between them, is just stuck with looking between them and reacting. This must be Cynthia. Mm-hmm. But good Lord. Yeah. Talk about... She, she was she's in a friggin' Eugene O'Neill play. Yeah. She was... She had one look, and so she used she it. Looked, she looked so... I think she was aiming for concerned... And what she got, what what ended up coming out was severe desperation. Yeah. Like, uh, wow. The, the severity of this little quick reaction. She had gas. <laughs> gas because she had a croissant. The croissant, yeah. So Mrs. Garrett is like, well, why in the world would you have thought you got a phone call from Blair? And, and then she sees Natalie. And then we get common Mrs. Garrett thing. Natalie. Could I see you in the kitchen? <laughs> and Natalie's like, do you have to? She's like, no. Uh-huh. And then as she, Natalie goes in the kitchen and as she goes behind her, mm-hmm. Mrs. Gar does the <laughs> slam. slam. Yeah. And Slams. she slams it hard. Like, it's the first time I've seen, you know, not a lot of times you see Mrs. Garrett get to that level, you know. Slams the boxes in the counter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be, were it not for a party, it would have been a <laughs> get in the kitchen! Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. what it w- wanted to be. Right. 
Uh, but very on brand for Mrs. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Not always funny. It's honestly, it's to me, it's kind of like the joke of her screaming. Uh huh. It's it's just indicating. It's right. it's like, of course she's gonna scream. What else do you think is gonna come of this? Yeah. But anyway, um, very quickly she lays into Natalie, and she says. It was just supposed to be a funny thing. Oh, like that slam book. And she says, Natalie, that's not funny. It's cruel. And then what the episode is about, Mrs. Garrett turns and says, you know, there are times you girls have as much compassion as a school of piranhas. Mm -hmm. And good for her. That needed to be said. To all of them, maybe not Joe. Joe's definitely in Eve Arden mode, successfully, beautifully. Um, and the the focus of this is well, I want to get back at Blair. Blair did this thing. I did this every. Mm-hmm. You know, we're even now. It's yeah. all good. And Mrs. Garrett's like, this whatever. I, who cares if it's good for you guys? It's bad for Carl. You're playing with that boy's feelings, and that's just cruel. And then Carl comes into the kitchen, and then and, and he's very uh uh. Hey, it's. It's okay. You don't have to have dinner with me. I, I figured out what actually went on, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And Natalie fesses up. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And then he just kind of laughs it off, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of stupid of me to think that Blair wanted to have dinner with me. That's all fine. And I'm going to go check on the stereo. And <laughs> pardon the expression, saves face as best as he can. Mm-hmm. And, um, and does a great job with that. He does a great job with that scene. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, and, yeah. And because he hasn't been too nerdy or too pathetic, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, yeah, he can tell he's hurt. Yeah, and I remember as a kid watching the episode, because I watched them multiple times, uh, it, was, it was always one of the ones that I didn't want to watch that much because I felt bad for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It made me feel bad uh, for the character. So I didn't want to see it that much. You know, well, That's I why today to... when you were like, would you like to do this episode? I was kind of like, oh, I was like, that's a <laughs> hard one. You know, because I knew I was one that I always, always But I think feel the bad. ending redeems it so oh, yeah. beautifully. It I really love the way this ends. Yeah. So then uh, the girls are like, okay, no, he needs to, he paid for his dinner. He should have to do it. So that's where it's like, uh, I'll have dinner with him. And so Natalie's like, I should have dinner. And Joe is, this is where the title card comes from for Joe, where she says, no, I'll have dinner with him. He wanted to have dinner with someone sweet and pretty and charming. And she's all in her mad face. And as she holds for the laugh, mm-hmm. Then she says, and that's me, mm-hmm. and then puts on the fake smile. smile. Right. And that's it. And then Blair's like, no, guys, I got this. Yeah. Um, so then we go into the parlor. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we're seeing the parlor, the whole episode. And he is uh, adjusting the tapes as best he can. Um, by the way, just going to go on record, no music at this yeah, party. Yeah, there's, there there's nothing in the background. No, yeah. for all the talk of them bringing in the speakers. Yeah. And, they, and, and the, the big Bates boys are bringing in these big speakers. And at one point, there's a joke where he says, I'm going to go get the big the one big now. One. Yeah. And Mrs. Garrett's like, there's a bigger one. <laughs> and <laughs> anyhow, Blair walks over and says, hi, with, the, with her meal. And he's like, hi. And she says, are you hungry? And he says, not really. And Blair just graciously says, well, I'm starved, so I hope you don't mind. I'm going to start without you. And mm-hmm. she sits down on the couch, opens up, and starts pulling things out. And he's kind of like, okay. And uh, the first thing she says is what we said right along. She says, oh, it looks like my croissant didn't make it mm-hmm. intact mm-hmm. because it is squashed flat. Yes. 
She said, I was afraid about this. Was, she she yeah. thought there might be a possibility. Yeah. Not that Dink would know the difference, but. Whatever. Exactly. Because yeah. he's such a Dink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. Yeah. He is such a, like the Bink Parker, he's such a weenie. Yeah. Because, you know, weenie kind of means nerd, but weenie is also kind of a penis yeah. reference. So yeah. to say someone is really a dink. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if you put a weenie, it's just not good. If yeah. Weener, it might yeah. be a little bit better. You but, know, yeah, I, I propose know. that character for yeah. Citizens of Hollywood, Dink uh, Weenie. Really? And <laughs> I don't know why they it did didn't not get, take they me did up it, on they it. They didn't bite. Yeah. Got they suspended. didn't bite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they told me to come into the manager's office and bring my ID. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, go figure. Give it the old college boy. <laughs> so then this lovely little twist and this, this change of pace happens where um, he says about the croissant, he says, wow, looks like one of the melting watches in that dolly painting over at MoMA. Mm-hmm. At which point she says, wait a minute, What? And he goes, oh, MoMA, M-O-M-A. That's the Museum of Modern Art. And Blair's like, no, I know what it is. She's like, we're trustees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm rich, biatch. She's like, I didn't know you would know it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, price. You're, a, yeah. you're an intelligent boy that goes to an you know, yeah. a, a exclusive academy. Right. That's like, of course, you know. But the fact is that... Um, he basically says, oh, I love going there. I used to go there all the time. And I love... He quickly locks into his love for art. And Blair, we know, has among her skills being a painter. And she certainly does. Uh, she won an award. She did like the Quasimodo thing, right? In the yeah. beginning? Or, or the gargoyle thing that she did. Yeah. Season one. And then she did the palm trees. For... Uh, but, but she won the award in the Cousin Jerry episode. Oh, right. Remember? And that was when Mrs. Garrett was the MC yeah, the for MC. the awards banquet. We will build a family. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Yeah, yeah. And so then he starts talking about, did you see the Cubist show? And he mm-hmm. says, I love Picasso. And they talk about uh, Brock. He also mentions Cezanne. Uh-huh. And I think he pronounces it a little bit funky. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it Cezanne? I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be too uh, much of an aficionado. I mean, when you say, I mean, that's, I, I always, I've heard people pronounce it with a, with a very saison or saison, Cezanne. kind of Cezanne, Cezanne, but you yeah. know, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I like I like that she says she haunts the place. You know, she she's, haunts I, the place. I've always remembered that. I, I haunt the place. So then he talked about he was trying. He was at the museum. This is a little far fetched. Mm-hmm. He was at the museum trying to copy a painting. When he had his paints and his easel, and he had like paints in a museum yeah, in the middle of the museum yeah, yeah. to copy a painting. Yeah, that's and and Blair says, "Oh, do you paint?" And lovely delivery. He says, "Do I paint?" <laughs> no. no, yeah, and then. Uh, they get talking and he starts, he does say it was just so ridiculous. It's like, yeah, because mm-hmm. that would never happen. Right. They, me mean, in the middle of a museum with my canvas and all people around and me dab, uh, uh, yeah, 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 kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah. And, and Blair is genuinely charmed by him. Yeah. They have and a connection. There's she, very quickly yeah. a connection like, oh, I can actually enjoy a nice meal with this boy and the world isn't going to come to a fucking end. Right. And it's like, you know, it's a school. They're not going to be there that long. You know, yeah. you're having dinner probably for 45 minutes. Maybe. If that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I could speed through that in about 10 if yeah. you gave me the opportunity. Yes. Um, 
And then, and that's where the episode ends. Episode with, ends with the applause, and I still, I'm the one who's intrigued. You love the credit cards of the what do you call it? The the, the photo, the things in the beginning, and that's your little obsession. Oh, okay, yeah. My obsession is the acting during the applause when they have to pretend like they're oh, speaking. This, like I always the, watch that. I always watch that. There's some hubbub, you're like hubbub, hubbub. Yeah, and there's some you're like, oh, that was pretty good one. And there's some you're like, that is horrible. Like they go from just being sincere to then having to do these over the top, like what yeah. as the credits, as the applause happens, you know, the worst was the licking of the envelopes. Oh yes. I remember you said that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was, God, was that Bondi or was that Tim Williams? Oh, I don't know. The person, I that what... was the gossip one though. Right. When, uh, she was, she had to, 2D was her punishment was to yeah. do all that. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was gossip. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I forget, I forget who was on the show, but yeah, that's it where they just started like, ah, ah, talking and, and it's just like really, looking. all of a sudden their acting becomes very broad. Yeah. Like we can still see you. You don't yeah. have to laugh yeah. crazy or hug me. You know what I mean? It's just really, yeah. The one where Mrs. Garrett was going to have to quit her job. And then Mr. Parker says, no, I'm going to ask for that raise and you're going to get it. Yeah. And then the whole, let's sit her down and have you guys wait on her. And you yeah. put the napkin in yeah. her lap. Yeah. And yeah. That's always all that, that space work and stuff. I'm but, fascinated. By but this wasn't moments. bad. This was them talking and yeah. laughing and it looked like a lovely, pleasant time. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And so Carl and Price ended up having a nice evening after all. And did. hopefully the girls learned about bullying yeah. and he, uh, he paid a lot of fucking money for yeah, it. That's true. It was like, it's, he still got gypped in terms of he paid $25 Oops. of his hard earned money. Well, and there was one thing that, because I, I've always been terrified of you asking me this because I'm not quick on like so many of your other guests who okay. are improv is when you ask them to do a quick synopsis. Oh my yeah, God. And you've never asked me. And I, I forgot. And I've never wanted to say it. I've, I've never told you. Oh, Did I forget again? You, this this is the the my third fourth time, and you still haven't had. But that's okay Shut because up. it is my biggest fear, David Alvina. It's my biggest fear. So during the episode, I wrote one because <laughs> I know I can't. You weren't my even feet. watching. I've seen it. I know all the words, but yeah. So okay. I'm just going right, to let so you know what it is. I'm 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 glad to think that this is so important that it fills you with anxiety. But... It's such anxiety, and that's why I, we were finishing up, and I was like, I am. I'm four for four, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and it's not okay. That good. Go for it's it. It's not going to be that. It's not that good, but yeah. I was stressed about it, so I wrote it. I put, Natalie takes no prisoners when Blair betrays her trust, leaving bait student Carl, an innocent bystander and brunt of a cruel joke. Wow. And scene. And scene. Bravo. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's so good, except for the one person that did the really long one that Matthew was giving him hard Matthew time about. Matthew was giving shit to Tim Williams uh, Yeah, it was, it. it was this long one. But yeah, I do remember those blurbs in the TV Guide, and I yeah. would always look up, because I remember when you actually would actually like plan out my week on a TV Guide. Yeah, sit yeah, with a highlighter. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, yes. Yeah. And so that, that said a lot, and those were great. Yeah. yeah, mine was even a little long, but still, I was like the whole time yeah. going, I should probably have something prepared, because well, I'm not quick on my feet. That is so like, funny that I forgot to do that. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what episode you're, you're I was doing. You're breaking a little bit of a sweat there, dude. Yeah, you're I a little know. bit of sweat. I wow. was so nervous, but we're good. Well, to my fives of listeners, it might even be sixes at this point. I think we've gained a couple. I think so, too. So I've had a couple sixes, people listen. Cause... To my sixes of listeners, we once again have to say good evening, goodbye, and thank you to Master Improviser, Paul Padilla. <laughs> or just somebody who can write really, really fast. If you, if yeah. you can provide him a script, he is yeah. a Master I, Improviser. There you go. Exactly right. Sweetie, I am so happy. Thank you for taking me out for my birthday. Absolutely. It was so good. We were burping the whole time. But we were, we, yeah. We tried to, you know. We've had to edit them out. We si- were silent burps away from the microphone. <laughs> but it was good. It was totally worth it. Welcome. And uh, you were in the process of listening to what? 
I am listening to The Facts of My Life, the autobiography of Charlotte Ray with uh-huh. with her son. Yeah. And it's great. I'm and, really and enjoying it. How does she it. sound? How does she Oh, well, well, you guys hit it on the on the nail when you said if she he was like she was Matthew was like she is not in any hurry to get through that book. <laughs> but she does take long pauses when yeah. she talks and she says in the beginning my voice isn't what it, it used, used to be, be. but and I and she's a, a good story. It is what it is. And but let me tell you, I've been really enjoying listening to it. I, always, I did too. I, we recommend it absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyone, anyone into this show, if you're fanatical about it, you will enjoy uh, the book. And when you are done with it, I want to do. I'll do a special extra episode with just you and me talking about the book. Yeah, yeah. And and, it, and uh, I, I am listening to the uh, audible version, the audio book. Uh, and I said to David, you know, actually, it's her voice is kind of comforting because it's very relaxed and very slow. Oh, yeah. So I took a couple times in bed. I put, put it on and I kind of fell asleep pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you do associate yeah. it with that it, when she, she get talks. into that, mm-hmm. when when she go, like yeah. I always say, her superpower mode, when yes. she unleashes that maternal, motherly, yeah. rich, lower tone to her voice. It's, yeah. it's absolutely um, something yeah. I think that our, uh, is triggered in our lizard brain mm-hmm. because we grew up with it. Yep. yep. So, Paul, thank you so much. We will have you back. I'm glad we didn't get through season three and miss you somehow. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really happy I got to be here for this episode. Yes. It's a good and, one. And I do plan to at some point have you and Matthew here together. That is going to be... Uh, a hilarious, amazing, incredible hot mess that I cannot wait to experience. And we are going to have croissant. Croissant. And, uh, and uh, I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it. I can't wait. I'll bring so wine for Matthew and I. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, my darling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. And there you have it. That was Paul Padilla. Now, One point that I didn't make during the show, I guess I didn't really fully think it through. We were already talking about how preposterous this whole idea was of putting together a meal and putting it into a box, let alone raffling it off as well as the preparer as a sort of token prize along with it. But here's the deal. These are kids at a boarding school. Where would they get the food? Why did Mrs. Garrett not have every student from Eastland swarming in her kitchen looking for stuff to put in their packages. It's not like a public school where, yeah, you go home at night and mom will help you put it all together. It's like they live there. Where would they have gotten the food? It is, the more I thought of it after recording the show, just the more preposterous it revealed itself to be. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the solution was there from a writing standpoint, but... Wow, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, one other point was uh, getting into the talk of the money, how the $10 that was offered for Blair's meal was like the most money they had ever seen, and how Carl ended up putting in $25. I talk a little bit in the extras about what food cost back in the day, but I don't know why it didn't occur to me to actually just click on to Google and find out what that money would translate into today's dollars. So... in 1982 is the modern-day equivalent of $25.91. So, okay, for a a meal, a gourmet meal, yeah, that's, I guess it's a bargain if you get Blair Warner as your 
uh, companion as well. But when you get up into $25, which is what Carl ended up paying for the meal, that is the equivalent of $66.47. That is a little pricey. But anyway, he thought he was getting Blair. He thought he was getting a little bit of popularity there. That was probably a small price for him to pay for it. Anyway, that's all for this week. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 3, Episode 21. It's called Mind Your Own Business. And I'm going to have another special guest. And that's it, really. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle facethefactspod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts.